0: Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Workbrand.com. Welcome, yet again, to Idol Worship, the first and only podcast to talk about the idol on hbo this is for the workprint.com my name is robert j kajowski and i am a staff writer for the Workprint. and i am flanked by norton also staff writer
1: also staff writer
0: and we are doing the fifth episode of fifth and, final. Fifth and hopefully final episode uh, it's the finale of this if season if there is of a the god idol.
1: please let it be the series
0: it's called jocelyn forever I think, I mean, I, I thought, uh, first of all, I didn't know what that was a reference to. Is it a reference to something? I've, every other episode, I think, had a reference to, um, well, at least Double Fantasy was a musical reference. But, I don't know, who cares? <laughs> Just let's get into this. So, um... We open up with Joss singing. She has, uh, I don't remember if this is the song that she's been working towards the entire time. Isn't I mean, it?
1: she's been working on a few songs, because, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, regardless of whether it's a, the song that she started out with or it's a finessing of the remix that she did in the second episode, we still have Mike Dean in the picture. Obviously, I guess he's the ultimate producer yeah, of the entire record. Yeah, he gets high
1: with his assistant guy and that's it. And they just kind of comment yeah. on everything.
0: But uh, once again, seeing as though I have the closed captioning on, I mean, I guess even if I didn't, I could understand the lyrics. But then when you read them, it's kind of like the same thing. Each and every song noticed throughout this entire season, and I've said it before, is just nothing but exposition. So I'm going to save you guys uh, a huge chunk of your time, which is what, five episodes, about a half an hour, give or take a couple of minutes each episode. So that's what, two and a half hours? Yeah, I'm yeah, going to save you.
1: That all it is. Yeah, I I, they were an hour each.
0: Were they an hour each? I, yeah, I don't honestly. To be an hour okay, each. so I'm going to save you guys five hours. Let's say. I don't
1: say. know. Though. I wasn't I paying attention.
0: Honestly, I don't know. We were not paying attention. We don't care. But uh, I will say, if they, if you could Spotify the soundtrack, I'm sure they have the soundtrack. Just listen to those songs. They will tell you the entire story. Yeah, you don't need to watch the show. Nothing but exposition. The yeah. songs say exactly what they are. Uh, Let's see, do you, I'm trying to look through the notes really quickly. Uh,
1: the only other noteworthy thing here is that um, you really established early on in this episode that the power dynamic has completely shifted. Uh, now all of a sudden, Tedros is just a gnat buzzing in Joss's ear, and she will have none of it.
0: Yeah, I put down, you saying that It's funny, in my notes I put Mayfly. Yeah, but like I mean, he's
1: just annoying to her now. Uh, she...
0: Well, she kicks him out of the studio. She,
1: well, she tries to kick him out of the studio. I don't remember if she succeeds. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah she, she does. kicks him out of the studio. Later on, when they're having the... Um, she makes the announcement that her team is coming mm-hmm. to everybody. She's the one who announces it. Tedros is upset because he was left out of the loop. Yeah. Uh, and she could give a shit. She's basically like, dude, shut the fuck up and go away. Yeah. Um, and Tedros, for his part, it just acts like somebody neutered him uh, off screen the, well, and nobody is, saw it like, happening. this
0: is what it sort of
1: like it's the most random me ass off shit ever well that's the thing
0: caught me off guard because tedros is looking like to me the only thing that i got in my mind because he looked maybe it's just because sometimes when you get like a full beard your face looks fuller than what it is because it's just a bunch of hair Could be. he definitely rocking the full beard but he reminded me especially with the like bandana that he had on his head kind of like hippie-ish jim morrison jim morrison because like he looked bloated too. He just looked in a bad way. He looked way. bad,
1: yeah. He looked punched. He, the, he did look bad.
0: And and the thing is that if there, if there was any doubt as to whether he was in a bad state or not, everybody else around him comments on how bad he looks. Yes. Yeah. So they drive they that won't point shut up home. About it. The thing is that we do see Joss also suddenly makes like a pivot 180, and do this thing where she clowns him in front of everybody, but I don't feel threatened by Joss calling him out in front of people. It's supposed to be, I think, a sign of, or a a performance of power, but as I've told Norton before we hit record, I feel that all of this power that Joss now has is not earned. No. It's literally
1: out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, again, the only thing we get that explains this is the fact that she finds out that, what's-her-face, Danielle? Daniel? No.
0: Diane. Diana. Diana. Diane has
1: yeah. orchestrated this whole thing according to Tedros's desires. Yeah. So all of a sudden she got mad because she was being quote-unquote used. Yeah. It's so like, uh, really? Like, yeah. that's the thing? No, that's yeah. the... And then out of nowhere, she's just like, bam, now I'm, I'm God of all things. Like, I'm going to take your entourage from you. I'm going to take all your talent from yeah. you and I'm going to leave you to rot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the fuck?
0: I, none of it.
1: I honestly, I got to tell you, man, this yeah. to me was the most surreal episode for the sheer sake that it in did not way. feel like it belonged in this show at all. No,
0: Or what it feels like at now that all. I think about it, it feels like they had six episodes. But maybe for budgetary reasons, they're like, well, maybe we don't need, we need the, like, the the middle, the beginning, middle, and end. And so if they're like, well, we can cut the penultimate episode if there were six episodes, it feels like they skipped an entire episode. It but feels... But then, even then, just really quickly, even then, if they did skip an entire episode, or even if they left in the episode, if there was a lot more to the bridge that gaps all of this crap, I don't think it would have mattered because... Norton and I are both at the point. We were at the point last episode where we really didn't care. No. We just this yeah, was an no. exercise in this is
1: some bullshit
0: in uh, futility. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say masochism of some sort.
1: <laughs> I mean, doing this, we do this for you, the audience. We do, and we do. It. I did not want to watch this show. I do not give a fuck about it. But uh, and having I, a hate podcast is fun.
0: Well, yeah. I don't like to
1: watch... I don't like to hate-watch things, by the way. Just no. FYI. I'm only doing this because I get to talk about it.
0: That, I, I wouldn't yeah. just hate-watch it and be no. quiet. Like, no. No, of course If not. I was going to
1: write articles about her, I was going to talk about it, fine. At least yeah. I have a reason. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't waste my time otherwise. But uh, what I was going to say sure. is that it feels like... So the, the behind-the-scenes story of the whole show is that originally it was a completely different show. And yeah. What's-His-Face came in... And the weekend came well, basically the, the guy from I really want to say entourage and I know it's wrong. Euphoria. Yeah. The guy from Euphoria came in and was working with his lady. And then when they brought in the weekend, the weekend decided, no, this yeah. is gonna be my vision. Yeah. We're gonna execute it. So mm-hmm. Sam Levinson in the weekend just took the show from her, yep. kicked her out yep. and then reshot everything. Mm-hmm. And this episode feels like they missed one.
0: Yeah. Like they didn't I get reshoot it. this episode. No, yeah, I get it. That makes sense too. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Because there's literally there's no weird dark lighting. There's no weird psychosexual stuff in this at all. There's a little bit of like incestuous crap. Like is it's the theme I mean, of it because of the whole yeah, her the and song. the daddy song, which is odd. But
0: I mean daddy's technically these days at least one of those terms that it's tossed around so much it's not even
1: I'm just saying though. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like her singing to the No, we
0: we get it. The I mean record exec or whatever he is. Yeah, um, one of the
1: record execs. Uh,
0: you mean when she does like the chair thing?
1: When she, yeah, when she does the chair thing. No, that's
0: Finkelstein. Finkelstein's for uh, Live Nation. That's the thing. That's why it's uh, so big, because okay. he was willing to, he was ready to pull the plug on the entire tour. Yeah, like tour. this, so
1: she has a showcase to try and save her tour. Like, that's the whole idea yeah. of today. Today yeah. is supposed to be the showcase, so they save the tour. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of, like, if you've ever watched a sitcom uh I feel like, especially the old ones, like the ones from the '90s and the early 2000s. I feel like some of them do it now, but not as much. Mm. You always have that "let's save the blah blah blah" with a blah 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 drive or they something don't do that anymore. like a carnival, no, you're right, they don't do that anymore. Fundraiser or something like a talent show. No, I, I That's get what this it. felt like. I get this it, felt like I get that it. episode where, like, Joss and the team were like, "Let's save the tour with a talent show," which I think in professional terms they call
0: a what. Showcase. It's called you, so it's called you said showcase. it. I did showcase. Say it, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I said it. Right no, it's a showcase yeah. for the, if you're not too familiar uh, for those not in the know, a showcase basically is a private concert for record executives or for anybody Thank you. Uh, for anybody in forgetting. the biz. Um, so it's just yeah, it's like a professional talent show of sorts. Yeah. It's not for uh, an audience out the, the a public audience. No. Um, uh, Norton and I have seen showcases in the past, so we're definitely familiar. Uh, Empire had a bunch of showcases. Yeah. I think at least 25 percent of the show was showcases yeah. actually. Nashville had showcases. Uh, there was one show that we'd seen recently that had a showcase. Oh, um, but it wasn't really a big part of the show. It's just part of a, a plot line. Um, uh, 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 America uh, what's the uh, All American? Because there's a music angle in that show too. Oh, yes. So they You're right. had yeah. they've had shown a few showcases, showcases on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a couple. So we're not unfamiliar with the territory. Uh, I really did like the singing. I know that um, What's Her Face brought out another song, uh, Chloe, who's played by Susanna's son.
1: Well, she did the. She didn't do
0: her crocodile song, no, she did the she Like did a the God original one.
1: song. The family one. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, sorry. She yeah, she did. did. Yeah. She did. She did that later, though. I forgot. She doesn't do it at the showcase. No,
0: she she does it um, towards the end. Yes. But uh What's oh, we're his, not going to spoil things. Don't worry. <laughs> well, even if we did, what doesn't matter? We don't want to get into And you, you I know. think in my notes, I'm not going to count them, but I think I have "what doesn't matter" at least five times. What doesn't matter? No, what does it matter? This, oh. all of this. Oh, none like of I this have, matters. No, yet. but I mean, I have that. I think like written down in my notes five different times. <laughs> like this, this series has. If it's accomplished anything for me, it's browbeaten me, not into not believing in HBO because I still like HBO. I still fuck with it. But the thing is that I just. And I wrote this in one of the other uh, articles on uh, The Idol, but the thing is, it feels like The Idol was trying to copy a cheat sheet for all that's supposed to be scandalous in cable television. Mm. But it was scandalous, and it was new, and it was fresh back over a decade ago. That when, when it
1: happened, when originally. Game, when
0: Game of Thrones yeah. was, like, big and stuff. That's and when, when other people, people did it better. hmm Like, if
1: you're going to cheat, at least cheat well.
0: But during the showcase, uh, we do see Maxwell kind of sing again for a third time, I believe, during the entire thing. I love his voice. Who's
1: Maxwell?
0: Sorry, Maxwell. He sounds like Maxwell. Isaac. Isaac? Oh, yeah. Moses Sumney's character, Isaac.
1: I don't remember him being quite so falsetto last time. Yeah,
0: he was always falsetto. Mm -hmm.
1: There's also this weird thing going on with Nikki. Nikki's Tedros.
0: Nick, yeah, that's... So, the,
1: you know, when the first, when the exact people first arrived, Tedros is trying to play, you know, head honcho, like big boy on campus and whatever. It irritates everybody. Um, because Joss, for whatever reason, well, decides her. to just stay upstairs. I don't yeah. know what the fuck they... I, I don't know if it's one of those, like, keep them waiting type deals or whatever. I think so,
0: you know why? And I noticed this. I didn't mark it down, but just, I, I'm happy you brought that up, though. Because if they were trying to be clever, and I see this, it can be effective, but in this case, it really doesn't matter. Um... But I think there might have been bookending because if you remember at the very beginning, when she meets Tedros or when Tedros comes over, uh, you had I remember you complaining because she makes some oh, yeah, wait she makes him wait. So I think it's one of those things if they were going back to it to bookend start I can it see that. and then yeah, end it.
1: They're not very uh, smart. They would. They're not that. very They would be even. like, oh look, let's do a callback to mm-hmm. two episodes ago or three episodes ago. Yeah. You don't have a fucking like of your no. show kids. You don't you don't do a callback, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Tedros is sitting there trying to talk to the execs. The execs are all basically like, go fuck yourself. Um and he the only one that he singles out is Nikki.
0: Yeah, he calls her Judas. He
1: calls her Judas, he calls her a cunt yeah. And it's funny because to me it's like the other ones are being just as equally negative to him, but he seems to just only have a problem with the woman. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But then later on. When, you know, Joss makes it clear shouldn't give a shit about him and the shake, so the showcase is going on and, you know, Haim and Destiny are having this weird, super secret conversation about how they don't want to share any of the talent with the, the record people. And then the Live Nation guy is sitting there trying not to get hard because all these weird yeah. young people are, like, trying to grind well, up the, on well, him. The, the... I mean, yes, Tedros did basically tell the girls, like, well, that's if you have to saying. blow him to keep him here, do it. Um, but then there's this odd side conversation That Nikki has with Tedros hmm. Because Nikki and The Live Nation guy realize Tedros is good at finding talent Which he to me as an I A&R. thought That's, that's exactly A&R what I position. thought I was like yeah. oh why don't they just give him a job as an AR? r Like I thought I mean, that's where it was going to go When she started whispering to him yeah. But yeah. I have no idea what the hell she was talking about I, She sounded vague as shit She did. And you know he's basically out of it for this entire episode by the way he like is. Tedros just looks like a drug dog that somebody dragged in
0: actually I found him oddly enough I found him the most tolerable because he was the most docile he didn't say a whole lot so I'm like <sighs> as long as he's in the picture but he's not really talking I don't care
1: the least amount of Tedros is the best amount of Tedros
0: I agree I so agree. you know
1: overall no Tedros no. equals good Tedros
0: uh, that's true but I did find also
1: it... I was happy mm-hmm. that uh, Haim fucked up his name the way i do he called oh, him tetris
0: yeah. i think yeah, yeah well, i i noticed <laughs> that i was going to actually text uh, i was, like, yeah. was going to because i remember like the first or second pot that we did for this uh you called him tetris
1: i called him tedras but
0: or yeah te- or tetras yeah but like i the, can't think
1: of it was a t in there tetros but uh, i did Tedros, mark
0: down cuz which isn't all even his real name the characters in this entire thing all these five episodes um the one that to me is the most memorable, has the best lines, is the one that's more or less seen the less, is uh, Finkelstein. He has the funniest lines and I personally believe, because he's a writer-director, Eli Roth, that he just came up with his own shit and I would not be surprised because he only, he had the most memorable lines throughout all of them. Now I do kind of realize maybe that's the character trait because if you notice his pattern of speaking, what does he do more than anything else? He loves to reference, he loves to name drop so i could see him like part of his character trait as being just a name dropping whore one of those people in hollywood Mm. hollywood uh but i did mark that down because you could tell references especially when writing screenwriting they're very interesting because if it's pop culturally relevant but the thing isn't made until like five years later which is how hollywood runs you don't just get made something and it gets made the next year that's rare um if you made like he made a Nexium line, and I'm like, mm, Nexium's still kind of in the pop culture zeitgeist. But for
1: those of you who don't know, Nexium is a sex, sex cult. cult.
0: Yeah, but um, which
1: is I guess partly what the show is trying to go for and failed at on many levels.
0: I guess so. Um, but show he really
1: only ever tries to go for things and fails at them.
0: But he also made uh, a Deliverance line uh, joke, which like Deliverance, that's kind of overarching because the audience that they're going for which are probably people younger than norton and i uh are not going to know what the hell deliverance is no. so it's kind of like mm, i mean i just marked it down i just figured i took the time to write demos we'll say it fair enough um it's
1: point of notes if you don't use them that's
0: true uh the thing is that okay we see chloe sing obviously i love her voice the one thing i noticed which actually is kind of going on your whole thing uh, with how abrupt it was with Tedros and, um, and Nikki is when Destiny and Haim, they, when everybody just hears these people sing, it's like all of a sudden they go from being completely skept- skeptical of the situation, just the situation at all, to being completely on board just because these people are such amazing singers. It's like a, something switches and it's so abrupt that it doesn't feel natural. It's not like they, okay, we know that these people have nice voices, but Destiny seemed really hardcore in getting rid of Joss, or getting Joss out of this whole household. Yeah. But it seems as though like just something switched and it just didn't feel right.
1: I mean, Destiny's weird to me because I feel like...
0: you think she has a uh, alter... Uh, so here's uh, the
1: problem with Destiny, for but, me at least.
0: Mm, ulterior.
1: I mean, according to the actress herself, uh, you know, she believes that the character is created... The character was created supposedly as sort of, like, for Joss. Like, to, to help Joss, uh, you know, her Jiminy Cricket, if you will. Oh, okay. Uh, like a sidekick to... Not a sidekick, but you know what I mean. Like, the person that's going to be there for her, do or die.
0: Yeah, the ate the camp. Yeah. I
1: don't know what that means, but anyway. Right in hand, man. There you go. But... I don't get that from her at all. Like, she comes off as this weird, like, manipulative, like, music personality that is really just interested in getting other people's secrets mm-hmm. so she can use them to manipulate the people. Yeah, You know, she's talking to Haim about how, like, oh, she knows... She knows their dog's name. She knows where they live. She knows yeah. their mother's name. She's, like, talked on the phone with their parents and this and that. And it's like, first of all, y- have you, though? Like, I thought the whole idea is that Tedros takes these people away from their families and they're never heard from again type thing. Yeah. And secondly, it's like, you know, you're you're going to Haim the previous episode and telling him about how bad a dude Tedros is and, like, how all these kids are under his spell and everything. And then all of a sudden you come in here and you're just like, oh, we're going to take all these kids and we're going to make them stars. Mm. So it's like, you don't really care about these people. No. Like At the end no, of the no. day, you don't care about Joss. You don't care about her entourage. You no. don't care about Tedros. Like, you yeah. just want to make money. Like, just be fucking honest about it. No, her. yeah. I think the only honest person in this whole series is weirdly Haim.
0: Yeah. No, you're right.
1: Like, he's the one that wants to actually look out for Joss and yeah. wants to actually take care of her and yeah. goes to bat for her several no, times. No, I, I
0: mean, I think out of all the characters, he's probably my favorite. I didn't he's like him at first. Forward, I'll say but that. But I think also it comes down to, like, of all the people involved, he's the most seasoned actor, just period. So even if Hank Azaria kind of looks at the script and says, this is crap, I, I truly believe... And I have not, this is just a really stupid sidebar, but um, I've not seen any of the Smurfs movies. But I've heard that even though they're shit, like Hank Azaria really tries to do his best as Gargamel because he's a professional actor. He really tries to give it his all. So I could believe in this series that he might not really agree with not I'm not saying like on a moral level, but just on a professional level of the with the yeah, subject. Like he matter he might be
1: able to realize But it's a paycheck. It's not great. But yeah, it's a paycheck. And he's a working actor mm-hmm. and he will do his job.
0: Uh so while we're in the showcase, um because we also notice really quickly that uh What's her face gets a call from Rob. Her, yeah. Uh yeah Oh well, so yes first while of all Josh is upstairs yeah. is keeping
1: everybody waiting and brushing her hair like a psychopath, Yeah. Uh, she gets a call from Rob, who, of yeah. course, she probably ignores. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob then calls Leah, or Leah, and then mm-hmm. says, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's this article out on me. Somebody said I raped them, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And to me, that seems kind of ridiculous because I'm like, really? Based on one picture where you no, had your mean... clothes on and she was, cl- like, you weren't, you are smiling way past mm-hmm. her. You weren't even anywhere near her. So it's like this lady literally just says, like, oh, you raped me, and that's mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, I mean, there's no... Like, no, yeah. Leah and asked we saw the question this later. A, yeah. She says, like, you know, what's the evidence? Yeah. And then that just gets swept under now, the rug. This
0: is the funny thing, and I did write a note about... I did not, uh, write a note about this. Um, the, Fourth of
1: July. So you might hear some things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but... Yes, we do see the seed planted in, at the very end of last episode, which is fine, who cares?
1: Good job, Xander. Xander,
0: yeah. Uh, but the thing is that they try to go for, there's a rule in screenwriting, which, um, I mean, obviously show, don't tell, uh, but also you sort of want to start off scenes in the middle of something because nobody really cares about the lead up. Sometimes the lead up really doesn't matter. Um, this is one of those cases where they use that rule, but it's just really sloppy writing because they go from the setup of Rob with this quote unquote fan immediately to Rob being already accused of rape. So we cut out the middleman of the buildup and all that stuff because it's extraneous. We don't need it. But the thing is that the way they go from Rob being set up to an immediate like, oh, I'm in the news. I can be accused of this is we don't care. There's just because we don't have all that boring buildup doesn't mean that you can't, if they were really good at what they did, build up a little bit of tension. Because we only got to see Bre- Rob briefly for like a couple of minutes last episode. Yeah, like we so, don't give a shit about Rob. So yeah, to me, like, why he's do I care about this character? He's not we knew. Yeah. He's,
1: like, all of a sudden he's introduced as Joss's ex. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him being mentioned any time earlier in the show. No. So, no, we don't care. Mm. Uh, we don't care what happens to him. The only thing I feel like that serves, the only purpose that that really serves is to get Leia out. Because after the whole thing with rob after leia kind of tries tries multiple times Mm. to confront both xander and joss about the situation and is basically stopped at all turns or xander you know clearly shows that he doesn't give a shit Mm -hmm. uh and kind of acts like oh well that's rob's problem yeah that's when leia's like all right i'm done like i'm out and sick of this shit Mm -hmm. and we don't ever find out what she writes in the note either and we don't even find out if joss reads the note
0: uh yeah that's the thing and the Weird thing, and maybe it's just me, is that when Leia tries to get Xander's attention a couple of times, and he just brushes her off, it's weird, because I marked down, I don't know... He treats
1: her like uh, Josh treats Tedros. Yeah. He's like, Mm -hmm. go the fuck away.
0: But I don't know if... I mean, there's a few ways that could be taken. Is it because uh, all these ways I sort of got a feeling for? I don't know if they were going for it. But one of those was, is it now, are we supposed to believe as the audience that Xander, uh, is sort of getting a little bit of, um, Tedros' vibe. It's kind of rubbing off on him a little bit. Are we supposed to believe that? Are we supposed to believe that, um, Joss, uh, not Joss, that Leia trying to do the right thing all the time is the least annoying character because she knows she's the most sane in that whole household? Or is she supposed to be are we supposed to see it as the audience, her as the most annoying character because we see how annoyed Xander is, and is she supposed to be portrayed, quote unquote, as the party pooper type thing? And either way, it's supposed to be portrayed, or that th- that was their intention. It fails because just we don't care about any of these characters. It's I very feel that's, unbalanced with her. That's the thing. I, it's I feel like
1: they make her so annoying as a person. That you don't care that she has the right mm. footing or the right ground to stand on. That's true. Like, she just comes off as this mm-hmm. needy little weirdo that's like, you know... She's supposedly Joss's best I friend, don't get, but we never see them spend time together, really. The, the thing
0: that pissed me off like about once her... once
1: or twice in the first episode, yeah. I think.
0: I, I liked her at first, but the thing that really pissed me off about her, especially in this episode, is that you go from... Maybe it's an editing thing. Maybe there was a lot left on the cutting room floor. I really don't know. But um, you go from the scene of her really being concerned, trying to get Xander to... Admit. Admit. Or, uh, yeah, like... Yeah. But then all of a sudden this is is also while uh, her fuck buddy or whatever, Isaac's singing. So once Isaac's done and everybody, like, applauds and everything like that, she's right by Isaac's side. So... to me, that character tar- wasn't her, wasn't that? That wasn't no, the one oh. that
1: hugs Isaac at the end, yeah. No, oh, I thought her. that was oh, okay, no. I thought that was her. She's being shadowed by the weird skinhead guy,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mitch, yeah, which we don't care. I didn't even about. know he had a name. Uh, the only reason I know he had a name was because I kept putting tattoo guy oh. and I kept writing in my notes, Why do I care about <laughs> tattoo guy? He's really annoying. And then, uh, Out of they said, Nowhere s- by the way, uh, well, he's been. He doesn't really make too much of a presence. He's been present throughout the entire season.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I thought he only showed up after they moved in. Moved in. I don't remember him showing up for the original pool party part where oh, like, Chloe know. took off her clothes. Yeah, and had the whole weird. Like you could be.
0: Thing. Yeah, you might be right. But I didn't care about him. But I just put like, why is he in this? Yeah. I mean, is it just? Like, and you know, but, he's yeah.
1: there to intimidate her. Yeah. She very clearly doesn't care, but she's also scared. But mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Leia does what all of us would like to do and gives up and goes away and leaves the show alone because, for the love of God, get out of there. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it, girl.
0: But uh, then the news breaks of Rob's whole plate like everybody's talking about it and i guess yeah. it's supposed to be like the little plot device in order to get xander's voice out there he wants to distract everybody's attention from rob I, I to himself
1: twofold because again because this show thinks that it's so clever and so groundbreaking it wants to uh it wants to go on the idea of the me too movement and say like well what happens when a bad egg like report something false like yeah. you ruined an entire guy's career with just like one statement yeah. and you'll notice that all the all the higher-ups basically just buy it like mm-hmm. there's not a single one of them that's like oh this doesn't sound right except for Leia Leia's the only one who's like this doesn't sound like him it doesn't seem like something he'd do all the rest of them are like oh you know those actors like they're pieces of shit this and that so I feel like that was sort of an intended message and then yes before Joss can even kind of wrap her head around the whole thing because she didn't know that it was happening and she's clearly angry about it yeah. but before she can wrap her head around the whole thing Xander jumps out and decides to sing because yeah. this is again when Leia is really really trying to get him to talk to her about it and mm-hmm. see what he knows and he's like no I'm just gonna go sing get my voice out there prove that I can sing mm-hmm. um, and again you have the the idea of like Joss constantly shoots these dirty looks at Tedros yeah, because it's like did Tedros know that Xander's story about Joss's mom is real? Or did Tedros just let Xander yeah. sing because he wanted to fuck Joss over? Because of the whole Rob thing.
0: And I'll I'll revert back to... And then she's to, also mad
1: at him for the Rob thing. Yeah. Which I don't get because she clearly doesn't care about Rob.
0: Yeah. And and I'll revert back to, like, the question of this podcast is, like, do we even... Why do we even care? Do we even care? You're
1: going to pose the question anyway.
0: I will anyway. I but mean, I um, in order to... Because at some point, Joss tells Haim that, um, like, she's just done with Tedros. Like, she's like, please pay him off. Like, get him out of my life. So he goes through this whole thing, which I thought was a little cute because, again... It, it is a kind of a weird thing when you ask most people do you remember the whole legend or not legend but the story of uh, Little Red Riding Hood most people remember up to a certain point they don't remember the truly grisly story that it is
1: I mean, you do have different versions. You do of have it.
0: different versions. Like I think, wasn't I telling? I think I was telling you once. This is just completely unrelated. But I was, I was talking about Rubble Stelskin and how like there was a version of him that's completely like visceral. Yes. Where he like buries his legs in the ground, and he yeah. splits himself open, or some crap yep. like that. Yeah. But I thought personally, because I thought it would have been quote unquote almost a Chekhov's gun, because this he, was
1: very death baby. It was. Like it was a hundred percent death bait. And my prediction didn't. they kept didn't, shooting it like it was going to yeah, be death bait.
0: My my prediction didn't come true because in the last article I predicted that Tedros would die, mm, and so only. that he would have been sort of like his function in the entire season would have been as just a springboard more or less. Yeah. Um, and I thought that for a few reasons. I thought that because uh, a would've lot. It made fucking sense. But it made sense. Um, I, I thought that because because uh, Abel is has. This, creative fingers in this mm. I think that the cool thing to do not that it would have mattered is for him to be like okay I'm not gonna hog the spotlight the entire time I'm just gonna myself be an actor just as a jumping board the the, the focus is not on me able as an actor it's on Lily Rose Depp as Joss it's on everybody else I'm just sort of the MacGuffin to get there if he were to be that humble I would have been like all right I kind of get it because you're Pet project, too. You're not putting yourself in the spotlight. You're just kind of behind the scenes, more or less.
1: I mean, if you want to try and get into his head about things, then I would say yeah. maybe his weird thinking was what's the best way to really destroy a man? You don't kill him.
0: You're no, it's true.
1: And that is what Tedros is at the end of this series. He's broken. He is broken. Yeah. Like completely.
0: No, that's true. But uh, uh, the, he can't like be bought, though. What? The what?
1: I like the same thing.
0: Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. That was nice. Well, the, uh, but he so can't be bought. The buying initially. thing
1: was one of the... Like, that's the only part that kind of, if you look back, makes sense with the ending of the show. Mm. Because it's like that weird rom-com challenge thing that happens uh, whenever you have a rom-com that involves a rich person or a prince or princess. Uh, There's always that moment where they take the person aside and they go, like, how much would it it cost for you to get out of here, like, to leave her or him alone? They had it in Crazy Rich Asians. They've had it in, like, royal ones that I've seen. Mm. It's a very old trope, and it's basically just designed to, like, test whether your love is real. Uh, For Haim's sake, I don't think it's actually designed for that. Like, I think he genuinely is saying let me pay you off it'll be the easiest option and then when you know he turns him down he's like that's fine we can do it the other way yeah but then my question becomes what how the fuck does joss find him then later like isn't the whole idea that he was disappeared
0: i think i mean do
1: they just like drive him off and then take him back to pimp central and, and then that's it like here go enjoy being a pimp again
0: I'm not positive, and this is just a testament to how great the series is. <laughs> um, the one we don't thing worry that,
1: about how the cake's made Yeah, cakes. I don't want to know how the enjoy sausage is made.
0: But um, the one thing that I did notice, and I did mark it down, which I don't think it's clever because it's pretty in your face, but it is subtle enough so that some people might not get it. But we there's one audio cue that we get um, to know exactly the shift in power, the ultimate shift in power which is when we see Joss right before, uh, it's a scene before we see Diana. She's not canned by Magistrate Records, but her song is taken back by Joss. And Nikki at some point says, after Diane gets, not her walking papers.
1: Basically her walking papers. But basically her walking papers. She gets put on ice.
0: Yeah, by Nikki. We see Haim go to uh, Joss. She's outside smoking. And the audio cue that we finally get is Tedros's, theme song oh we get so that's supposed to be the audio cue where like she's now the quote-unquote new tedros oh. and i
1: had the volume low so i don't think i heard that part
0: yeah uh but the the one i don't know if i said it in one of the other episodes but uh the one thing that i noticed is like everything else nothing in this show is completely original no and fully cut from cloth that you could say is original. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme song, the Tedros theme song, is very reminiscent of uh, Isaac Hayes. He used to did a cover of uh Burt Bacharach song called Walk On By. Yeah. It's a really good song. It's probably, uh, I can't say the best version because there's so many versions of that song. Uh, but it's one of my favorites, though. That's now Joss's theme. Ah. And it happens more than once. So I thought it's not even like a fluke. It happened the first time, and then it happened a couple of times after. Oh,
1: ah, for the rest of the episode? For the rest of the
0: episode, yeah. Okay. But then again, I'm like, I don't really care. At some point, we end up at the arena, ah, the SoFi so, arena.
1: Yeah, We um. so after Tedros has quote-unquote disappeared, We jump ahead six weeks.
0: Six weeks because no six weeks because uh, from I think the first if it wasn't the first the second episode uh, the promise was three songs in six weeks. Okay. So they do make good on that promise. They do follow through on that. Oh yes,
1: thank you. Which is time
0: is one of those screen uh, one of those things screenwriting wise that is a good device if the rest of the script is. I'm just wrapping up my coverage of the bear and that plot device for that season is time it's 18 months Uh. so it's beautiful when you could have things kinetic but this is not one of those series the idol that even if there was an immediacy and the stakes were high you would even care so anyway i'm going to let norton uh, take this away they're at they've gone to sofi stadium now
1: oh yeah so we're at sofi stadium uh you have the the little Manson crew doing their little uh, song sound check thing. Mm-hmm. That's when she sings the family song uh, yeah. that we got from the second episode. I think it was. Yeah. Um. And you have the higher ups congratulating themselves, yeah. like patting each other on the back for what they did, and talking about the whole Tedros thing and about how, like, you know. Oh, so at the end of uh, before the six weeks kicks yeah, in, yeah. after Tedros gets disappeared, Heim meets up with the Vanity Fair Polly, uh, lady, huh? and says that he needs her help. So we find out that she wrote a scathing hit piece on hit him. Hit piece, yep. Uh, about how it used to be a pimp and this and that. So supposedly he's lost his club, he's uh, he's being audited by the IRS or some shit. All this shit's supposedly happening to him. Yeah. Now, as they're saying this, naturally we're cutting to scenes of Tedros showing up yeah. at the box office asking if there's any tickets for him.
0: Yeah. Hilariously
1: enough, they are not under his name. They are under Mauricio, whatever his, Mauricio Jackson. Yeah, whatever his actual name is, Action Jackson. Uh, so he takes it. I thought it was going to be an envelope that just said "fuck you."
0: That would have been funny because
1: I thought, like, oh, that's cool.
0: That nope. would have been funny.
1: She gets him a pass and everything. He goes into the, the stadium. This is the only part I don't understand, though, is because you have the um you have the scene with the. Uh, the execs on the balcony talking about each other, blood out on their own selves. Mm. And then you have Tedros come in. Yeah, They never meet. They never see each other. No. So I'm guessing it's supposed to be at different times.
0: No, um, no, I don't think so because it's a stadium. It looks like they're on one level and he's on the other level because he's just, oh, you mean from this point to the actual, what we'll get to from the entire time they haven't crossed paths. Is that what you're talking about? Because, yeah, because oh, okay, they're outside yeah, yeah. talking yeah, on, the, yeah. on the
1: balcony. And when he comes in, yeah. it almost looks like it's the same balcony, but nobody's there. It's a there. stadium, though. And so. while the other part is, if you look at the bottom, yeah. there's nobody there either. So uh, it's not like his gang is warming up anymore. So, so he uh, you might know, have it, showed I, up later.
0: Either that or that just could be one of those, you're, you're keen of vibe, but it was just...
1: Continuity slip. Continuity error. Could be. It, it could be very you give well. Give the show way too much I point. mean, if but I the point were,
0: is... if I were Mauricio Jackson, uh, I would have pulled a Reese Bobby, and I would have taken the tickets and scalped them if I could.
1: Why not, right? <laughs> uh, so the other weird part about all this is that, so she humbles him by making him say his name to get the ticket. Yeah. Uh, and then when he goes up to see her, he still uses Tedros. Yeah. And she lets him. The the bodyguards kinda of give him a hard time for the fun of it. Yeah. And then he gets let in. He goes in Destiny and gives Destiny's him a talk there. Him too. And at first I think like, Oh, maybe Destiny's gonna break his neck or something. I thought because she was gonna shoot him. Maybe Destiny's gonna say, like, oh, you get to enjoy watching her succeed and then you get the fuck out of her life again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nope.
1: Destiny's like, Oh, you know, you're a piece of shit, fine, whatever, I don't care. She's you nice. go ahead and be with her, but if you fuck with her, then I'll kill you, yeah. which is stupid, but whatever. No, yeah, yeah. Um, again, <laughs> I remember the actress saying in an interview that it's kind of one of those situations where if you see your friend is dating somebody that you know is bad for them or wrong for them or whatever it is, you can't always say anything. Like, they're not, you know, all you got to do is be there for them when no, it yeah. inevitably Makes blows sense. up. Yeah, yeah But anyway, so my guess is that's her motivation.
0: I um, uh, Before you continue, I just want to inject really quickly. Uh, the speech itself, I don't really care. I didn't really care for the acting in the speech. The divine uh, Joy Randolph's acting and I'm, I say this lovingly, I'm not saying this like uh, to say that like, oh, it's like she copied somebody or anything, but uh, the intention and the energy was like, to me, Big Samuel L. Jackson energy. Yes, in that speech. I
1: feel like she's been she's been doing Tarantino's Samuel L. Jackson the whole time. Probably like, this whole show has just been her Probably. being a, a what's this a Tarantino character? But the, but
0: the thing is that there are worse things. I, my whole. I mean, I'm like, if you're good because Sam Jackson is such a good I like actor. Sam
1: Jackson. I don't like Tarantino, but I'll, I understand uh, yeah. what you're saying.
0: But um, yeah. but anyway, mm-hmm. so
1: then you know, Tedros goes up to see Joss and explains that he misses her. And she says she missed him, too, because we do get, um, before we cut to the six weeks, I think it is, Yeah. we do get these scenes of her kind of, like, going through her day without him around, yeah. sitting at the piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, we don't get any sense that she misses Leia at all, that she saw no. Leia's note, that no. she's sad about yeah. Leia being gone. It's literally all about this fucking moron. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, very end of the show is she... Goes out mm-hmm. on stage with him. Well, yeah. she goes out on stage, she brings him. Yeah. And then she goes out to the audience, tells them, like, hey, I've had a bit of a year, blah, 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 blah. I want you to meet the love of my life. Yeah. And she pulls Tedris out and yeah. he comes out and, you know, they kiss, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, Haim and the rest of the crew are like very upset about this. Which to me uh which was uh, kind of funny. Stupid. It so was very stupid. stupid. I don't know why she would do it this no behind su- their backs, but whatever. yeah, that doesn't uh, make any sense and then the best part of it though was She I think she says something to him that he says to her at earlier in the show because the really? show does seem to want to do Like those the weird callbacks, callbacks. Yeah. but she says something along the lines of like that's great. Now go stand in the corner.
0: Oh, Yeah, no, I I thought that sounded familiar. You're probably right. And
1: I'm pretty sure he said it to her at some point in the show. Yeah, you're
0: probably right. And
1: that's what he does. He goes and he stands in the corner. Now, here's the weirdest part of this whole thing Hmm. Neither of them look particularly happy about this. No. Like, Tedros does not look like he is a man reunited with the love of his life. No. In any way. No. He looks like a puppy that belongs to an abusive owner that does not, like, just can't stop loving that owner to the yeah. point where it's like i don't really want to be here i know you're gonna hurt me but i'm i don't have anywhere else to go and joss for her part just kind of seems like she's like yeah i don't care you're here i'm gonna make you suffer and that's it like she doesn't seem like she gives a shit about but him. this
0: is yeah this is why i don't care i think ultimately because i think in earnest uh sam levinson and abel they wanted to have this uh the ultimate message as a female empowerment Mm. type thing yeah but even if that were the case the switcheroo on joss's just her whole disposition from going from abused uh, and victim to just asshole and like the the person that like hbic then kind Mm -hmm. of like it just it it's too swift for me to believe it and even if it wasn't her character i never really cared for i'm not surprised it didn't come to me as a surprise that her trauma was made up it really didn't i yeah, didn't it
1: was, uh, we forgot to mention the fact yeah, that yeah spoilers uh, tedros goes over to her makeup chair and sees the hairbrush yeah and says like oh is this the brush your mom beat you with it looks brand new and she just has this weird eating grin so you're either decided to, to conclude that A, her mom never beat her.
0: That's what B, I concluded. B, she
1: just bought a second brush that looked exactly like the one he destroyed and supposedly remaking her. Uh, or I don't know. C, I don't have a third. I just really don't know. No,
0: like I ones. honestly think it's just the but first one. But I think one. they're
1: supposed to be going for the first one where it's yeah. like she she lied about the abuse the entire yeah. time, which yeah. to me seems weird because it's like why? Like why would you do that? Like, I don't, why like, would you
0: do that? And Why would you do that to the audience? Is it? I mean, again, it,
1: the I think the idea of the whole series was supposed to be that Joss is the real manipulator. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is
1: the one that's the obvious manipulator. No, I mean that's. But that's, Joss is the real manipulator. No, ultimately but the that's what it comes down to. The show's not good enough to sell this. No. Yeah, they have a little Easter egg here and there. I mentioned the the music video uh, episode because that's literally the only episode we ever really see her. Hardcore hint at it. Mm. And then the thing with um, Xander. Yeah, that's the only other time we really see her kind of yeah, that's right That's
0: right because uh, you catch that even they give you a little hint uh, before this big reveal quote-unquote big reveal uh, when Xander when she gets pissed at Tedros in this episode and Xander's because because Joss says something to the effect of "Oh, Xander, find, like uh, found his voice or yeah, something his like voice that." Is healed. So yeah, so then you are supposed to think uh, as the audience, "Damn, she actually did lie about his voice, or like she really did fuck him yeah, over." Like
1: there is supposed to be a lot of but moments of care. like "Oh my god," but you don't care. And no. to be fair, like I said, this episode feels so. Surreal compared to the rest mm-hmm. of the series because it just doesn't fit in at all. No, like, yeah. I will be a hundred percent honest This is weirdly my favorite episode because I don't care about it at all And it doesn't bother me because it's just okay so stupid. I buy the logic unbelievable and just Shallow like mm. I literally I was I, I watched this very late at night. I was very close to passing out and it was the nicest thing I don't know if
0: it would have mattered because if you I passed didn't out care. in the middle of it. it honestly. Wouldn't
1: have. That's the hilarious part. Like, if I had missed the whole end of the show, it, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. I would have just sat here and lied about it or been like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. There's I'm sure happened. if like, you
0: lied about it and made up an ending, it would have been a thousand times better.
1: Yeah, it's so anticlimactic. Yeah. It's so, like, out of nowhere. Again, the, the flipping power dynamics makes absolutely no sense. It's not well... Uh, peppered throughout the series that no. it's going to happen. Yeah. They think they did it cleverly, but they did not. No. no. Like, this is just a bad show. No, it it's is. It's just a it bad is. show. I
0: think that... Yeah, And I the agree. last
1: episode feels like it was... Like yeah, they ran out of budget, they ran out of story, and they were like, "We're just gonna throw everything in the kitchen sink here." Which, um, funnily, the previous episode felt like that too. That's like true. there was just a ten thousand things going on, and you're like, what? "But I mean, I'm not." But the previous episode actually felt longer. Yeah. This one, when you told felt me it was a longer episode, yeah. I was like, "Really?" That episode flew by for me. No,
0: and this one did, actually, too, which is weird because it's slightly longer. I hated the country
1: jamboree part. I hated the whole fucking, like, I really didn't like the showcase because it was so, to me, so stupid and weird. No, it was dumb. They all kind of sound the same to me. They don't Uh, sound all that, like, fantastic to me. I don't understand why all the fucking record execs are sitting there, like, jaws on the floor for these people. I'm like... They just sing, that's it. They're it's, just they, yeah, they have feels... nice voices. Chloe's the only one with actual talent. Yeah. She can do the piano and sing. And yeah. she has a beautiful voice. Isaac's like, you know, he basically just looks like a, a stripper that be... has an extra talent.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't again, know his what the talent, hell the other chick was that tattooed uh, uh. Well, I tried to um, because basically the reason why I want to do the idol in the first place. Not because I really cared about it. It was because it was something that had to do with music. And if there's one insight, there's one particular thing that I could provide to this entire podcast uh, for the idol, it's my musical knowledge. Mm. Now, if I had to place each member of the quote unquote family to a particular style, something that's relevant today, um, I would say that Chloe is supposed to be more of a a Lana Del Rey I want to say, or I mean, Joss a little bit too, because some of her songs are kind of like that. Chloe's a little interesting; she's kind of a wild card. So I'll leave her out of it. Uh, What's his face? Uh, They even say it. Isaac is supposed to be a proxy for Prince. Mm -hmm. He's really got that high register. I also said D'Angelo because D'Angelo really has that. um, He oozes that sexuality, sex appeal, and uh, Ramsey. The only thing that I could really peg her to would be like a Billie Eilish type, because the one song that she did was very minimalistic. And- um, See,
1: I don't even remember her singing. Like I know she
0: had yeah, a turn, yeah. but I could- It, was, it, was, I it was a very, well, it was a very minimalist I think song.
1: I other things were happening too, so they could away from yeah. other thing.
0: But uh, the showcase, I the showcase itself seems maybe, I'm gonna be conservative and say 10 minutes too long. <laughs> but because the thing is, the episodes if what you say are correct I don't I didn't really actually notice the length of any of the episodes uh so I'll go by your word
1: I would assume it's but if they're each. an hour
0: then um this one was an hour 10 10 minutes because it could have easily been cropped off from the showcase because a lot of it was just these people having fun which is fine but it's unless it really serves the plot which it's not then it was just filler mm. Are you looking at the. uh, I think you're probably uh, right. uh,
1: I feel like the Wikipedia would say it usually.
0: Wikipedia probably says it.
1: Look at your stupid things. 45 to 65 minutes. Yeah. Is what they say, I guess, every episode is. Okay.
0: So, yeah, it's about an hour. But there's so much that could have been cut out now, this ultimately this is what pisses me off about this whole thing. This is like basically more or less my final thought on the matter before I give it my ultimate grade um, for this episode, it felt like it wanted us, and i'm sure this was the attention the series wanted us to get behind Joss it wanted us to for her to have a second act it wanted us to be a fan of hers. And then you immediately switch these things up for empowerment, but because you make her such a witch for the most part in the end, it's like we got behind this person's journey for no reason. It was worthless in the end. Yeah. And so that's, I kind of in one of my articles, probably possibly the first one, I don't remember, or no, maybe it was the last one that I did predicting what I thought would happen. Um, it feels kind of like that, like, Norton, when she watched the first season of Preacher, she hated it. Yep. She still does hate it because yep. you thought that it was all for nothing. It was. It was useless. It was, it was a waste so of time. So this is what it felt like to me in this whole reveal. It's kind of like, okay, so I've wasted five hours, give or take, yeah. uh, on somebody who wanted to care about because the the show was telling me care about this person yeah but ultimately the show said don't care about that I don't know what the show is saying maybe so that's the biggest annoyance
1: the other big big problem with the show's I guess quote-unquote final message is that if you're going for female empowerment mm. you have failed miserably and actually yeah. you've probably done damage
0: Handily failed
1: now You know, instead of it being this turnaround where Joss has taken the power back and and Tedros is the victim, no, you've decided to double down on the idea that Joss was always the bad guy and that Tedros was always the victim. And Mm -hmm. then he got sucked into her world unbeknownst to him and got in over his head and got destroyed by her. And so at the end of the day, all you're doing is saying hey, you see all that men in, in the industry? You got to watch out. Women, you can't trust women. They're not to be trusted. If you don't dominate them, then they're going to dominate you. Like, what the fuck, man? No, this is a bad message. This is not female empowerment. No. This is bullshit. But
0: didn't you say, because I kind of read the article that you read or something similar, but I didn't read it and uh, all the way through and what I had read. I don't know if I've really retained that much, but when you were talking about the whole thing of um, the initial idea being scrapped was it helmed by a woman yeah okay so, the original so this show makes a lot of sense woman, so if a woman director at
1: least was yeah, a woman, if the woman's kicked out and said, then they put two men in yep.
0: three men technically because this, this series was created by three men it was Sam it was Abel and another guy. Uh, um, I don't remember his writing credits. I, mean, I remember
1: credits. Say, saying that on one of the like the first podcast we did. Yeah. When I was like, oh I love a show that tries to be female forward while having yeah. no female writers or directors.
0: I don't know who's in the writers room but mm. I know that the showrunners themselves. But yeah, yeah, like all male. the
1: original yeah originally one of the directors and or showrunners was a woman and once the from what I understand once The weekend got involved Shit went upside down.
0: Which is a real because shame supposedly because I like the weekend. He
1: was the one who decided he had a quote unquote vision for the show. He was the one who convinced Sam Levinson to kick the lady out mm. and and execute his vision. Mm. So to me, like that's that's problematic. No, it is. Like that's disturbing. It's, because yeah, I yeah. I don't really know anything about the weekend as a person. I don't I don't care about him as a human being. I think he's <laughs> I think his songs are cool. I like his, his singles. Songs are great. But if this is if this is his idea of a quote unquote good story, no. Yeah. Like, I
0: don't. No, I'm not. I, no, I'm not man. buying it. Like,
1: what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean,
0: I I would say that with that in mind. Like, I
1: don't know what your point here was. This
0: well, that's the thing. This series, uh, to me, just was an exercise in the whole thing of yes everybody has ideas not all ideas are good Mm. not all ideas should be executed Mm -hmm. just because you're creative in one aspect brilliant in the music industry weekend fine but it doesn't mean you're going to you could easily translate that to another medium look at uh i really can't think of i mean there's so many uh, that I can't think of right now examples but I just go back to like Michael Jordan for example I know you want to go to baseball I went to baseball for a while was not that great at baseball no. just stick to basketball yeah but people I have nothing against people spreading their creative wings I have nothing against that but not all ideas should be signed off on
1: no and I mean you know some some people are just like stay in your lane mm-hmm. like you're good at what I you agree. do there's no reason for you to I think to me one of the big hints that this was going to be a problem especially with him is he's very he was already pretty avant-garde to begin with that's true for a male artist that's why i like him yeah like you would but (laughs) i mean i've personally never liked avant-garde artists i think Mm. they're just you know weird for the sake of being weird and for the sake of selling tickets Mm. and the weekend always seemed like that kind where he just kind of wanted to commit fully to the bit in andy kaufman and then, you know, if anybody asked him about it or anybody had questions about it, he was like, this is my artistic process, go fuck yourself. Make
0: performance art. And That's... so
1: if you let somebody like that make a show, yeah. like, I would love to see what kind of a series Lady Gaga would make. Not not now Lady Gaga, because she obviously got her shit together and is way more grounded than she was. You're talking
0: about, like... But, like,
1: early 2000s, right. like, when she actually came out originally, yeah. underground drag Lady yeah. Gaga. Like... The I'm house sure she probably
0: would have come because up with I'm some crazy sure crap. Because I'm pretty sure if she
1: came up with a show similar to the Idol, it would almost play as badly. Probably, I, I have a feeling it would. I would have I expressed. have a feeling now if she made it, it'd probably be a lot better. Yeah. But you just you know, and, oh, I can't. Uh, with this yeah. Show.
0: No, but <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Before we actually start getting the agenda that we're trying not to get, uh, yeah, I gotta what go would someplace you... and eat some food. I can't yeah. be having
1: all this churning in me. Uh,
0: what would you give this episode?
1: I give this episode zero stars okay. uh, because it's nothing. Okay, it's not filling. It's not anything. It's just mm-hmm. a waste of film and time and energy.
0: Now I've had honestly about an hour to think about this as we were turning through this, and uh Butter baby. Ultimately, I mean, I do give it a one star. I do give it the one star solely for <laughs> no, solely for singing it was very enjoyable um, I think the most enjoyable thing throughout this entire series was the, the music now that being said
1: I'll agree with you on that um, I don't
0: it's think it deserves very, a
1: star for it but I'll agree with you I'll give the soundtrack yeah. five stars
0: well no no with yeah well yeah we're not doing the soundtrack though um, and I'm also giving like this one star will also factor into the rest of the season as well It had flashes of brilliance. I'm not saying there were, there were a lot. There were very, very few and far in between, if at all. But it did. I could see some potential in it. But the thing is, there's so many other things, shows that have done it better. You've had vinyl. Obviously, I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but I I know that I mean it was critically praised. Yeah, Uh, and it dealt with the same sort of issues in the music industry. This just seemed. Just, it didn't hit the mark now uh, so
1: this was very masturbatory
0: I'm gonna give it a one you give it a zero I give it a zero thank Christ this is done thank you for sticking with us for so long uh, and I uh, am assured that these five podcasts right here instant play- replayability as compared to the idol itself
1: oh yeah no don't don't bother like don't waste your time you're you're not gonna get anything mm-hmm. that you didn't get on the first try they're um, not that clever.
0: Yep, and so that's Norton's final word. Is Norton out?
1: Norton's
0: out. Kajowski's out as well. See you again. Uh, see you again when possibly we have something else good to poop on.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we'll find something. It's Hollywood.